Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I'm so glad that you've joined with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun here of late looking to see what the Word of the Lord has to say in relationship to the Feast of the Lord. Now, again, quite often people will say, well, why do we need to know anything about this? Why, why is it important? Well, there is the thing that it's in the Word of God, but I know that's a, a, sometimes a flippant answer. It actually is uh, because, you know, we say, well, do we really need to know uh, about the uh, law and the way you're supposed to eat food and things like that. Well, it's good to know these things to understand what is happening within the Word. And we've already seen that. We've covered several of the feasts. And so uh, what I'm planning on doing is the next couple of episodes covering all the feasts and then sort of tying it together with uh, how this helps us understand the timing of some things, primarily the timing that we see in the last week that Jesus was here on earth. You know, I've, I've mentioned this in uh, previous episodes, but again, um, we, we are sort of wrong in some of our timing, okay, <laughs> particularly when it comes to what we call Good Friday. In all likelihood, Jesus actually died on Wednesday afternoon, okay, Wednesday afternoon. And we know this from what we know about the feast. Okay, I'll give you an example. The first feast at the be beginning of the sacred year that the Lord gave his children was the feast of Passover and Passover was to be done on the 14th day of the sun and they were uh, supposed to prepare things it's actually called the day of preparation in one place of the New Testament and they were to sacrifice the lamb between the evenings which would be at three o'clock they would prepare the meal with the bitter herbs the unleavened bread they would sit down and eat the meal when they sat down and eat the meal it'd be let's say six o'clock our time well the sun would be going down correct it would become another day because the Hebrew day begins at sunset. That next day is the 15th day of Nisan. The 15th day of Nisan is the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And that day was a day of holy convocation. Okay? It was a Sabbath day. And that feast lasted seven days, the first day and the last day, a Sabbath day. And then you had the Feast of First Fruits, which was the day after the Sabbath, not this Sabbath. Not the Sabbath of the 15th day of the sun, but the Sabbath of that week, the weekly Sabbath, which the Hebrews celebrate from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. And so that particular week, it would have been on the 18th uh, day of the month. That will shift back and forth to a degree, depending upon the calendar. And then, uh, so we saw first fruits. We had Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits. And then we saw the seven Sabbaths, seven sevens, the day after that, would be the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Pentecost, okay, the Feast of Pentecost. So those are the four spring feasts. We call them the spring feasts because they all happen in the spring. There are three other fall feasts that all happen in the fall. So the spring feasts happen in our March and April, okay? The fall feasts happen in September, October. Again, they are different weeks, different times of years, you know, because of calendars, particularly the Hebrew calendar. So we're up to the first one of the fall feasts. Now, these are really interesting because Jesus fulfilled the first four feasts when he came the first time. He fulfilled those. The fall feast he hasn't fulfilled yet, and he will fulfill these when he comes again. And so this, this is it's really exciting stuff. It actually gives us insight 
to uh, uh, things that are yet to come, eschatology, the return of the Lord, and what's going to be happening in the future. If we know the feast, we can glean a great deal of insight. So the next feast is called the Feast of Trumpets or the Feast of New Year. Uh, this is one that you may have heard by the Hebrew name Rosh Hashanah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you've heard of Rosh Hashanah. Well, that's what this is. Again, it happens in September of October, and it's actually on the first day of the seventh month, the first day of the seventh month, uh, and that month is called Tishri. Uh, the passage that the Lord reveals this in is, again, in Leviticus 23, and Leviticus 23 lays out all these feasts, and uh, Exodus 12 also gives us a little, a little insight to some of them. So it's just three verses. Listen to this, Leviticus 23, beginning with verse 23. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, here's verse 24, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing, and the idea of that is blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. Verse 25, You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. And that's all he says about it, okay? That's all he reveals about it is that he's saying on the first day of the seventh month, I want you to have a day of rest, and I want you to have blow trumpets. I want there to be a holy convocation, a Sabbath time, a worship time where you will come together. And he says, I want you to present an offering by fire. You will hear Rosh Hashanah as being described as the beginning of the new year, and it is. Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the civil calendar, okay, uh, the civil calendar. And again, like I said before, it is a lot like uh, uh, we will have our civil calendar January to January, but then businesses will often have their own calendar, okay, their fiscal calendar, for instance. And so it's the same type of thing. What makes this interesting is the Lord is calling them to something. And the Jewish tradition is pretty interesting, Uh as to what they say about this. And I don't want to get into the detail of it because um, it's not out of the Scripture. Okay, It's simply not out of the Scripture. But let me just put it this way. They view this as a time of preparation, and I think that's probably absolutely correct because on the first day of the uh, month of Tishri, you have a particular feast, okay? The Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of the New Year. On the 10th day, you have another feast, and we'll talk about that the next time. It's the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. You've heard about that. And then five days after that, you have the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles. The 10-day period between uh, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is referred to uh, in the Hebrew mind as the Days of All, A-W-E, Days of All. And uh, I'll put it this way. It is looked upon as a time of repentance, as a time of confession. And that's a good thing, is it not? Okay, A time of repentance and a time of confession. But I think there's some really interesting things related to this, particularly end times, okay, end time things that you see in the Scripture about the Lord's return in the next time. And so we'll talk more about that as we go along. Uh, but for now, just realize that particularly in the fall, I pay real close attention to things that are going on. Jesus tells us that we won't know the day or the hour of His return. He doesn't even know. Only the Father knows. But we will know the season. We will know the season. And I think these fall feasts give us some serious insight, give us some understanding about some things. And so with this one, Rosh Hashanah, know this, the Lord's calling them to a time 
of repentance. He's calling to time to reflect upon what's going on because something is about to happen. I thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, again, spread the word about these podcasts. Uh, you know, put it on your Facebook and your social media posts and things like that. And I'll see you again next time.